Welcome to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast with me, your host, Emily Rose, where we take a subversive look at all the celebrity gossip you want and some you never knew you needed. We'll take a deep dive into the hidden meanings of what's really going on in the world of pop culture, because here we contain multitudes and read between the lines. Join me. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast with me, your host, Emily Rose. I'm so excited about today's episode, but I'm also just so verklempt about this past week. For anyone who doesn't know (laughs) the Yiddish word verklempt, it's just being absolutely overcome with emotion, but like in a positive way. Just that the reception from last week's episode, all of you guys who sent me your feedback on Instagram and rated it. And I mean, just for anyone to even listen to a minute of my ramblings it's an honor to me. I might sound cheesy, but it's true. I mean, I just really appreciate you guys for coming and hanging out. And I feel like we're creating this fun little community of discerning detectives. We're just getting to the bottom of things. Okay, so on today's episode, we look at the history of plastic surgery and the main peddlers of it in our current age, the Kardashians, the Kardashians. I mean, when I say plastic surgery, anyone who has seen even a minute of my content probably could guess who I'm about to talk about. Did I even really need to name them? They're synonymous with not only plastic surgery, but setting the beauty standards for our time. And we want to break down that whole ball of wax that includes the Kardashians' relationship to plastic surgery, cultural appropriation, how they've shifted so many beauty standards and trends, and just really look at it from an objective point of view I guess as objective as you can get because I see so many discussions that come in so strongly either pro or against plastic surgery but I'm I'm just here to analyze it I just find it fascinating and I'm on neither camps um content warning part of our discussion includes uh conversations around disordered eating so just a heads up if you're, that's not for you so that's what we've got for you today and when I say we I'm not just talking about the voices in my head I'm talking about my co-host Sam she's gonna be coming and uh co-hosting with me a lot so you're gonna get to know her and unlike me she actually knows what she's talking about like she has a degree in film and literature so, so she just has so many references to draw upon um she wrote an essay back in 2008 about Britney's conservatorship being sexist and unnecessary. For those of us who remember that time, it's like all of us loved her, but we were, we were sharing memes about, you know, her going crazy and, you know, we wanted the best for her. But the, the general narrative that we all subscribe to was that she had lost it a bit and this conservatorship was necessary. But Sam was on it. Like she was basically a free Britney truther for 14 years. So about like a decade or so ahead of the rest of us. So I want to give you a little lay of the land here. So we're, we're coming in hot. We're coming in with a bang on the it's become a whole thing podcast you guys seriously (laughs) we have part one of a three-part trilogy that we're uploading on the main feed on wednesday all about kaylor for those of us not in the know that is the secret relationship of taylor swift and carly claus so it's a rich text so we had to do a three-part episode on this i don't know if we deserve uh, an award or to be locked away you'll need to listen let us know part one will be up on the main feed and then parts two and three will be on the patreon and and for that we have madison from the archers podcast joining us she is a true taylor swift scholar and historian and the archers podcast is a must listen it's entirely dedicated to a queer analysis of taylor swift's work so like who could be better to join us (laughs) okay just guys can i can i be obsessed with my own podcast like does that make me an asshole i'm like (laughs) like asking for a friend here like i actually get excited to listen back (laughs) and giggle there's just so much good content coming okay anyhow i said that was the last order of business but i actually lied so for any bravo fans you'll know what i mean when i say 
I've been on the brim of freaking out for the past couple weeks. I've just been like fully cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, getting this whole podcast business up and running on the side of my like nine to five. So I need to like actually thank anyone who has come into contact with me for the past two weeks and who's put up with me. Friends, you know, my gracious guest last week, Shannon. And thank you to Aries Essentials who were kind enough to send me their watermelon CBD gummies, which I've been absolutely crushing and destroying. <laughs> They've been helping me maintain the the thin shred of sanity that I, I have left. And they were also kind enough to give me a code. The code is WHOLETHING20, and that gets you 20% off their products. So that includes watermelon gummies, sour gummy bears, all CBD. Like, there's no psychoactive effects. It doesn't get you high, it just gets you relaxed. So if you want to get two birds stoned at once, you want to support me and chill the fuck out, you can go to AriesEssentials.com. The link will be in the episode description. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Please welcome to the stage <laughs> <laughs> the Trixie to my Katya, um, my friend that I feel a strong and unhealthy codependence upon, Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could not be more excited to talk shit with you about plastic surgery today. We were born for this. Yes, this is our moment. Um, okay. <laughs> So where do we begin? It's funny because like for a while I had like taken notes for this episode and all it said was Kardashians. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, you read my mind because I think we have to start with the Kardashians. Okay. Okay. I feel like all pop culture conversations kind of start with them. That's my own bias, but like definitely plastic surgery of like modern, it's like, it's like they're at like the top of the pyramid. Like it's like everything's like trickle down from them. Yes. I mean, plastic surgery has always been around, but they have been essential in making certain trends and make and normalizing it and like discussing it and just completely changing your body well it was kind of I mean it, it was always around but it was sort of like the not like what we grew up with it, it was completely different like what we grew up in the 90s like the most like extreme versions were like Pamela Anderson like Amanda Lepore you know that was like what what the standard was but taken to like an extreme I literally like remember where I was when I heard okay so in 2010 when Kim started like enhancing her butt it was not a thing like like you said those big hard round fake boobs were still the thing to get and I remember at that time her and Reggie Bush had just broken up and he started dating this woman Lalit who he's now married to and everyone was like wow he has a type like she looks just like him they're both Armenian American and they have these like coke bottle bodies and he was like, no, actually, she looks better than Kim because Kim's body is 100% fake. And I was like, what the hell do you mean? Like, how can a body be fake? Like, <laughs> And they buried her him like- for that. <laughs> he was never to be seen again. No, but like, <gasps> yeah, but I was like, blacklisted for that. You know what I mean? I was like, her like hips, butt and tummy are fake. Like, I was like, what is a fake butt? And then do you remember you, when on- when she went on the show? Is that yes! what you say? Yes, yes, yes. When she went on and the show she- and she's like, I'm going to get x-rayed to prove that it's not fake. It's like, and, and I, th- I think actually for me that worked because at the time I was like, oh, if it was fake, yeah, there'd be like big balloons like inside. It's like, <laughs> Yeah, because we thought like silicone butt implants were the thing because that was kind of where the technology was at. And we didn't, the BBL industry was so new that yeah, like she thought she was pulling a fast one. Well, yeah. And if like, if you told us at the time, like, oh no, it's actually her own fat, like taken from the rest of her body and like injected into her butt, we would be like, 
what even like it wouldn't even like register it wouldn't even like occur to us to like look for that we'd just be like oh no we're looking oh I think because the thing I think because the main thing was breast implants and we know that those are literally like sacks filled with things so we were like oh obviously that's what goes in your butt and so like if she what was she on the show like the doctors I miss when she would just do like literally anything like she yeah would she just would be, like world wrestling like do whatever <laughs> commercial like go get like x-rayed on like tv and just like I mean she, she is yes she would show up at the opening of an envelope all of them started out that way just like pounding the pavement Chris Jenner's her like magical candle commercials infomercials did you ever see no those? no no she was like when I oh wait I can't talk about magic candles because it'll trigger you <laughs> why because she sold candles that she was like this candle will bring like fortune into your life and I know that you've also bought candles <laughs> for that reason so my, I'm like my magic candles are real her candles are not so I'm not triggered because my okay, okay. candles are actually magic and <laughs> yeah yeah she hers were not like presided over by my, any sort of witch. well my- actually what if anyone's a witch like Chris Jenner is a witch so maybe her candles were legit too whoa (laughs) well but she's like a dark man like she's like dark magic you know yeah but look what it's gotten her like she is like the Faustian bargain like purse like spokesperson I was gonna say like she's like um she's like all of she's like created a bunch of horcruxes and they're like all her children Yes, that is so fucking true. Oh my God. And, and so back to- They're all like living half-lives and like none of their joy. And yeah, none of their they, pain. they don't, they don't have joy. Um, But back to Kim, when she got that body done, I feel like it was because of Jennifer Lopez and like Beyonce to a lesser extent. Okay. Yes. And that, okay. So that's, that's what I was thinking about too, was I, I also, I remember where I was when I saw like a full-size movie poster for the movie- Jiggly, Jiggly, whatever, like the one oh, with Ben Jiggly, Jiggly, yeah. yeah. And it was like, and it was literally like a close up of like her and Ben kissing, but it was just like her butt, like it was like an yes. shot of her butt, and it was like, <gasps> like what, a, and it was just like loves, a cra- whatever, like some generic movie thing, but it was like, her, look at her butt. This is the craziest thing you've ever seen, and like now it's like literally looks like what Kim and Chloe's butt looks like that they've taken their BBLs out. Yeah. Like her butt at the time, people were like, this is the biggest butt we've ever seen. Like that was like the headline news was like her butt was massive and she had had it like insured for $2 million or something, which I don't understand what that means. But she, she knew it was a huge part of her She gets a traumatic butt injury. Like she can still make money. Off. Like a train just like <laughs> takes her butt. Right off. Just skims the butt. Like she'll still be fine career wise. Like, I don't know. She'll at least have a payout from that. <laughs> Either that was like a real thing or they just said it for like to generate like headlines and press, but it worked because that was a thing. Like her butt is insured. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess you can insure your hands if you're a musician. I don't know. Whatever. We're not, that's not our jurisdiction. <laughs> okay. We don't, we're, we're off topic. <laughs> we're off topic. Bring it back though. Um, Like, and so I think she kind of stole the butt from Jennifer Lopez And I think that that is like what the Kardashians do most successfully is steal, like how Elvis stole like the black rock sound from black artists and made it more marketable by being white and being an industry plant. I mean, don't you think like Elvis? Wait, Elvis was an industry plant. Well, Elvis was like pushed by record labels. This is hot tea. This is hot scalding tea that's like sixty years old. (laughs) 
<laughs> I have like so much like po- like knowledge of like 1950s plastic surgery for some reason, which maybe we can get into, but it's niche. Um, it's niche. Um, yeah, but like I think like Elvis basically stole like the entire like look, sound, da- like the whole thing, the whole brand of like rock music he took from like oh, black yeah, artists. Yeah. And so I think that's what the Kardashians do, but like with Kendall Jenner, like bringing in a picture of Emily Ratatowski's face and being like, do this for me. Well, so actually um, there's this account Kardashian Colloquium and they, she has a, like a, a TikTok and an Instagram. And she made this really good point that like every, every Kardashian has a different face. That's like, it's like when you go into a plastic surgery office, it's like almost like this blueprint where it's like, do you want the Courtney? Do you want the Kendall? Do you want the Chloe, the Kim? No one wants the Chloe. Let's be honest. Like not, yeah. no hate to Chloe, but like she's got the short end of the stick in like every sense. Yeah. Except for humor. We love, but her we love classic like, Coco. We love, no, I love classic Coco's like everything looks personality, but it's been taken out. It's been stolen from her. Her sparkle <laughs> isn't there anymore. Yeah. But like, okay, so, but just back to the, like, the cultural appropriation aspect of it is like, okay, when I was thinking about like this episode and I was thinking about them, like stealing basically like different women of colors, like body parts, I was thinking about um, when we used to do like the teen girl, like empowerment camp back in the day. Did you ever do one of those camps? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And we did this exercise. I don't think you were there for that one, but we did this exercise where it was like, and, and these are like nine to 13 year old girls in this like super white, like small town. And we did this like exercise where we were like going through magazines and we were trying to like show them how like everything's photoshopped and like, don't feel bad about yourself because this is all like touched up and like, it's all like, whatever, like don't measure yourself against something that's like all plastic surgery and like retouching and stuff. So we're going through and we're like looking for signs of like how to see that something's fake. Like someone has no pores, like whatever, things aren't real. And then we get to this like, <laughs> a photo of like a black woman with like big lips and the girl's like see obviously plastic surgery and I was just like oh my god I this is like a whole huge like part of the conversation and you're from this like tiny town you've probably never seen like women like yeah. people of color and like different types of bodies than just like a wayfish like athletic uh like thin white body which is what you get like oh my gosh yeah I know okay so I actually wrote down a quote from the age of the Instagram face um, by Gia Tolentino in the New Yorker. Yes, we were we, we were going to read love. it. We stand great article. Um, and she's like talking to a plastic surgeon about how Instagram face is just a greatest hits of different ethnic features. And he's like, oh yeah, like a tan skin tone, a South Asian influence with the brows and eye shape, African-American influence with the lips, Caucasian influence with the nose, cheek structure that is predominantly Native American and Middle Eastern. And then like you put that all together and it's like that is this like ethnically ambiguous look that a lot of artists are going for now like Ariana Grande you know like and well and not to mention yeah like and then now you have like women like you have women from these different cultures like complaining that people are like oh your body obviously has to be fake and they're like literally no like this is what plastic surgery blueprints were it was stolen from us yes and and like now, but now it's like, it's been taken so far to be this like total, just like only known as this plastic surgery thing. Like they're like this, we were mocked for this and now it was commercialized. And now you don't believe that this is literally just what our bodies have always looked like. 
totally. not, not everyone, but like some body types, like it's just not, it's not as common for like white women to have like a, a thin, like a thin waist and like larger hips and like, yeah, like that rounded hip look. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. But it's now been, it's just like, it's just a product. That and the final product of like taking like different parts here and there and pasting it together equals something really like uncanny valley and freaky like remember those pictures that came out of Kim when she was wearing that like lace up kind of bathing suit and her body literally looked like a bee or an ant like because her legs were so small and her butt was so big and it's like if someone has naturally a juicy round butt they're gonna have juicy round thighs to support it yeah at least some like more less it doesn't go at this like weird 90 degree angle yeah no it doesn't and 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 also yeah no exactly and like um and like um the article the age of instagram by dia tolentino like tina fey kind of made like the same joke in her her memoir like bossy pants i don't know if you read it but it was like she she basically was like oh like thin was in in the 90s and then they were like no like it's empowering now to have curves but she's like actually no you still just have to be thin but you also have to have curves and you have to have big lips and you have to have like um you know whatever like high cheekbones and like Mm -hmm. it's like you you, it's instead of like there being like a throwaway of like one standard it's just like standards just keep like piling onto each other until you get this like Frankenstein Instagram Mm -hmm. body yeah and the fact that now like Kim and Chloe have reduced their butt size is just it's it's like they've created this trend that then tens of thousands of people started getting like have you seen those TikToks where it's like in the airport in like the Dominican Republic or Turkey yes. and it's just like 20 yes. girls in wheelchairs face down yes yeah. yes I have and like okay so the really fucked up thing and I think people are talking about this more like this didn't really used to be a thing but it's sort of like the Kardashians are going through this like whitening and it's like there's so many artists that put on like a black face through like performance or through like their style through plastic surgery whatever when they're younger and then it's like this thing that like as you get older and as you mature you like grow out of it you know it's like Ariana Grande Miley Cyrus um Billie Eilish like now the Kardashians and like that whole it's like this whole like super bronzing your skin like being like eth- ethnically ambiguous when you're young like like with Miley, I mean, Miley Cyrus, like, you know, <laughs> took it as <laughs> Ethnically ambiguous is a bit far, but yes. <laughs> well, not ambiguous. Like she wasn't tanning. Like it, it, it was different for each person. So like Ariana yes, Grande, it was I just know. like, it was just like tanned beyond the point of like. Latina. I thought she was Latina, like 100%. Yeah. Oh, no. And she let yeah. everyone think that. And she's like, no, but I'm Italian. And it's like, okay, some Italian, but like, then you look at photos of her when she was younger and she's like white, white, like me. Um, are you or or both of us you know um (laughs) white people um but like and then Billie Eilish like it was more kind of in like style like style and like her way of talking everything and then for Miley Cyrus it was just like (laughs) like grills and like dreads and like her of course her being like I just hang out with rappers blah 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 and then being like and 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 I watched the bangers era and the Miley Cyrus and her dead pets era and I was like bopping along but I was like she's gonna she's gonna throw this away and I felt I like felt the sense of dread the whole time and then she did and then she made shitty music and she's like I want to appeal to everyone now I'm a country star and I was like fuck you like 
I, yeah. I was, I was hoping you weren't going to do this and you did. And so you felt so betrayed because your favorite song is 23 and you were like, Miley, don't we, like we this. deserve, don't, don't. we deserve another bangers album, Miley, please. <laughs> 23. The fact that I like 23 is so embarrassing. <laughs> you added it to our shared playlist. I was like, oh my God, but I, did I, I wait, enjoy our shared work. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm being I'm gonna be canceled before I even begin <laughs> I know I know I love how the Gen Z kids are like bringing it back and they're like they don't appropriate like they used to high off perp she said she's drinking lean that was like okay and that was not that long ago well how was that 2015 like yeah. he was like whatever it was a blink of an eye ago and it was totally fine and she's like I'm blazing up with Mike Will in the studio and then she's and then like literally I know what I felt betrayed by was when she was like all rappers care about is like drugs and sex or something like that like and she's like now that's why I don't like rap anymore and I was like you're the worst you're the worst yeah you literally yeah this was your career your whole career for the last five years I you just used not it believe to leverage that. out of Disney, out of the Disney thing as a prop. Mm-hmm. And then you threw it away as soon as you're like, okay, I'm done with it. I'm going to be serious now. Uh, like, and so, oh yeah. So that like, but bringing it back to the Kardashians, it's like, that's exactly it. So it's like the through line between all these people is like, it's fun to pretend to be a different race when you're young, but then you get serious and you become white and then you date mm-hmm. white people. Now we date Travis Barker and Pete Davidson, whatever. And we take our BBLs out. And that literally like, the way that that like perpetuates racism in it being like these styles are for fun like a fun little party trick and then when you're a serious career person you are white it's like that is like that's like the crux that's like at the heart of the problem Mm -hmm. yeah I totally agree um and like not to mention that they perpetuate racism but also just like the lack of safety in like the lack of responsibility that they've taken in starting these trends and then how dangerous it is. Like, I know that in 2017, like one in 3000 women were dying on the operating table from BBLs. And now it's a lot better. It's like one in 15,000, but like we were saying, those numbers are like, who knows? Cause there's so much going on like outside of the U S and they don't record that. So I don't know, but like, it's a dangerous surgery. So it's not just, yeah. So there's the death rate of BB. There's the danger of the death rate of BBLs. There's the danger of all the Kardashians have the best people probably operating at their house. Like they probably have a secret operating room, like in their basement, you know, like they, uh, cause it's all like, I, it could be all done like in-house, you know, they, they have a way of doing it. Like they've had so many surgeries and they have a way of clearly like doing it safely, but it's like, okay, like the average person can't afford the best surgeon, Dr. Urian or whatever, whatever his name is. And so like, you're going to whatever back alley clinic, you know, if you can't afford it. And then also like the addiction that I feel like that's never talked about, but I, I keep wondering about it because you hear people being like, oh, I broke my foot. And now I'm like addicted to heroin as a consequence of like, you know, getting hooked on opioids. And it's like, how many, like, how many people do these surgeries and then are given all these painkillers and like it triggers an addiction? That is a good point. I thought you were going to say addiction to plastic surgery, which is definitely a thing, but yeah, well, that's, that's a good another, point too. That's another thing. And, and the, and the thing is too, like, I don't want to just, this is not about like blanket shaming plastic surgery. Like I think, no. cause it's like, 
because I was thinking too about how like we're we're going in really hard on like the people that have taken it to this like freakish extreme and like made a whole generation like feel bad about themselves if they don't have that but it's like I'm not I don't want to be this like on this side where it's like plastic surgery is bad don't ever do it it's like like I think you know where do we like where do we draw the line like oh is it okay for someone who's like had an injury or had a burn or or something like that to like do plastic surgery but not okay for someone who like has bad self-esteem and just wants to change it well okay I'm pro plastic surgery in the sense that like I understand why it exists I think it's a really like um predatory industry and I hate that it's like 90 percent men operating on 95 percent women yeah um but I also understand what pretty privilege does for you as a woman day to day. Like I, I would get stuff done if I had the money and I, cause I want to be like treated well, like in the world. But that's, so that's it. And like, that's kind of what we were talking about before this was like how I feel like the only voices you hear are like plastic surgery is bad. Like love yourself, how you exactly how you are, whatever, or like let women do whatever they want with their body. Plastic surgery is fine. It's like, what? Like, um, the Gia Tolentino article, like the age of the Instagram face, like I think she did a really good job of being like, well, I wear makeup and I dye my hair. And so like what, and, and that makes me feel good. And like, so what's the difference between that and like making permanent changes to like, or, or even semi-permanent, like fillers are semi, are not even, you know, they're supposed to last like six months to a year or something. Yeah, I, I have this quote, actually, in a world where women are rewarded for youth and beauty in a way that they are rewarded for nothing else, and where a strain of mainstream feminism teaches women that self-objectification is progressive because it's profitable, cosmetic work might seem like one of the few guaranteed high-yield projects that a woman could undertake. And it's like, and then it, she says it also becomes like a bottomless need, right? Like, because I say, oh, I would get this stuff done if I had the money. And I have a list of like seven things I'd want to get done, but then I would not be happy after that. Like, I know that. And I could see you going in and then being like, oh, but you want this done, but what have you thought about this? And you'd be like, oh my God, like, I mean, me too, but like, I can see, you know, yeah. like I could really see, like, I, oh, I, I know because like you walk in, you, you're sitting in the waiting room, you see other people and you're like, compare, you're like naturally comparing yourselves to other people. Cause that's just what we do. And then they're like, oh, well, here's what I would do if I were you. And like, they're selling a product. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like even the people who are the most gorgeous people on earth are getting work done because they're competing against this like impossible standard that literally nobody can meet. But, but also like at the same time, it's like, I don't know, like I try to, I try to keep in mind, it's like I have friends, I have a friend that like got plastic surgery and was like, this is the best choice I ever did. And they did it like over 10 years ago. And they're like, best thing I ever did makes me so happy still does no regrets and it's like okay fair but like Mm -hmm. I don't know I I've never like I've never had plastic surgery done I know it's not like a perfect it's not it's like far from a perfect analogy but like I like getting tattoos and it's like it is addictive and it's not anything the same like in terms of like but it's still a body modification it's a body modification and it's I think about it constantly and like it's only money that's preventing me from being like covered in tattoos that's the only like I, I don't know I probably have like 10 or 15 it's like literally that only thing that has prevented me from getting more is money and like once I have more money I will probably have like a sleeve you know like and and yeah. I and, and once I got one I was like that that was it like I just all I want is more 
Yeah, and I I also look at people who glow up as they as they say like <laughs> like look at Adele. I'm like obviously Adele likes what she sees in the mirror more now than she did 15 years ago. Like she's done her whole fit like she's just in her hair looks so expensive now and you know the whole body looks completely different. Like she just has been achieving the beauty standard and like who wouldn't want to feel like that kind of makeover satisfaction feeling but to be like I hate this saying but to be the devil's advocate (laughs) whenever other people usually men say it I'm like the devil doesn't need an advocate but um (laughs) but like to be okay to like on the other side of it it's like I I've read articles and I've known people like in real life who've like had a major transformation and like like the friend I had back in the day was like a major weight loss like they lost over like um 100 or 150 pounds or something and they were just like really like I kind of I hadn't seen them for like a few years when they'd gone through this transformation and I saw them and and they were just like I'm really struggling right now because everyone is feels okay now talking about my weight like before it was like this elephant in the room and now everyone's like oh my god you lost weight now you look amazing like and but but they were like Mm -hmm. now it gets brought up every day in front of my face whereas before people would kind of like think it but not say it as much and mm-hmm. they were just like now I get treated differently but now I'm like looking at everyone suspiciously because they're all like oh like now you look like fi- oh you're so beautiful now like and it's like okay but and they were just like but I liked and like they didn't even they didn't even like set out to go I know it's really personal for everyone they didn't set out to go on this big weight loss journey they just started working at a gym and like just started like this whole thing like for mental health and whatever and, it, and like the weight loss kind of like came with it and they were just like I genuinely like myself before and I like myself now and the way that people react to me is actually like tripping me out and it's um yeah I hear stories from people who have like had these makeovers where they're like I have never had strangers be kind to me in my entire life before now like I've never had a door le- like held open for me I've never been told like oh don't worry about it like you don't have to pay for the bus or just like little things I've never you know been allowed to skip a line I've never been seated at the front like just things that are like whoa and that would devastate you because you are the same person you are the exact same person before and after but you're treated so differently yeah yeah exactly and like where some people would enjoy that positive attention like other people would then be like looking at everyone suspiciously and being like oh well this exact person like swipe yeah whatever it's so painful it's so painful um this American Life did um, a podcast episode called Tell Me I'm Fat. And it was, and their own producer like shared her story with um, extreme weight loss. And she said like a, a guy that she'd lived in the same building with for like 10 years, like started chatting her up and like, was like, I'm so glad like we met. And she's like, we've met a bunch of times and I've been to your house and it was just the two of us. And we had a long conversation, like when you loaned me like some tools And he literally had, like, it was like she wasn't a person to him, you know? He just erased her from his memory. And, like, I think the feeling of, like, invisibility is a big part of what we're talking about. Because, like, when you're not considered the beauty standard, you're, you're often, like, just sort of overlooked and not seen or not spoken about at all. And, like, this is another one of my insecurities because, like, as I feel myself get older like I'm feeling way more invisible in like places and just like not taken note of, not looked at, not like 
addressed or spoken to as much as when I was like 16, which is so disturbing, but that's, I mean, it's the same and also a different conversation of like how much of the standard is based on like pedophilia is like a big part of it. Oh yeah. That, that, that the Instagram face is kind of baby like, right. With that, like with those like hairless, Big, big eyes. open eyes and like tight little face, like teeny little button nose and a yeah. big lips. Yes, it's a baby. It's mm-hmm. a hairless baby. Yeah, in in New York, they say it's a sexy baby tiger. <laughs> yeah, no, but like that that whole thing of being like the beauty standard has changed, but it generally, well, I guess huge boobs aren't childlike, but like the fact that like a small waist has kind of been a through line or like some some level of thinness or like um I read another article where it was like talking about how like beauty standards change and everything but like thinness will always be in yeah that's well yeah in western society like there's lots of other cultures where that's not the case and yeah that's true like we were talking about like how we love renaissance paintings with like the big like yeah actually that's a disclaimer we're talking about generally like a western beauty standard and we're very western centric (laughs) in what we're talking about but like, I'd like to think that even in like Western culture, like 300, 400 years ago, like it, it was cool to be, you know, like cellulite was cool. I love seeing those paintings of like just yes. full body cellulite. Like it, and it looks so stunning. Well, and we were talking about how like we were, because we were children of the nineties, like literally the only example we had of like, that we could find of positive like body standards in our view was like renaissance painting and like yeah like you had to go quite I, had to go to I had a book I had a book of Renoir <laughs> called Renoir's women and I would stare at it and be like I'm okay like I'm good yeah. and fine <laughs> and like <laughs> that was all I had and I had another moment of like mega like teenage insecurity where I like I had this like big like magazine I think it was like in it was one of those like thick magazines like in style or like whatever it was one of those like it was the extra big like fashiony one mm-hmm. and I had this moment where I was like I'm gonna rip out every single page that has like a thin woman on it and I and I ripped out it was like e- e- every page was ripped out I think except for like two or three and one was like the bibliography and one was like perfume on both sides and it was like that was it yeah and that's like what I'm talking about about like invisibility and like erasure because when you look when you consume media you don't think it's like normal to be above a size two or like that gets internalized even though you know you can see the world around you and that's not the case but like you just are like trained to not acknowledge that it's like we must like just like worship people who are super thin or or something like that like they're like gorgeous like the people on the bachelor like literally nobody is above a size zero on the bachelor well, that's the that okay this is why <laughs> this is why we always say that the bachelor is on the pulse of what north america is actually feeling like because it's like we could be like oh we're gonna do better we're gonna be less racist we're gonna be less blah 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 like more beauty standards more everything but everything is like the way it plays out on the bachelor and the, like this performative like superficial level is how like it actually is like it's not it's like every company is like putting up their like black squares and being like, we have plus size models now. Oh my God. Like, but really it's like actually like 98% are still like looking, you know, like typically thin and like, there's no, like all the like higher ups are still like in this company that you're saying is diverse is still white. And it's like with the bachelor, it's like, everyone's like, okay, everyone's white and thin um, and straight. And they're like, okay, 
we hear you totally. We're going to put people of color. They're all going to be a size zero. Um, like everyone else, um, one person is going to be bisexual and it's going to be like a huge sensational like thing. <laughs> they're going to be kicked off like week three. <laughs> and like, yeah. you know, it's like lightly, it's like lightly diverse. And then like, who calls it? Is it Game of Roses that calls it the brown ceiling? Yes. They were so, like, yeah. it's like, they're like, let, they're like, look, it's so diverse. And then everyone gets all the, like anyone who's not white gets kicked off like week two or three. But then, and then, yeah, but those, that has changed somewhat, but like body standards have never changed on The Bachelor. No, no. Has there ever been anyone above a size two? They had a plus size model go home night one, who was like a size 10. And then they had Victoria. A plus size model, a plus, like a a plus. And the like that term, it's like, why is that still a term? Why, like. I know. And then they had that girl, Victoria, who was like a villain and was like maybe a size six, eight. And they like, look at this angry fat woman. Like, yeah, she's so she, mean. She like all the hate that she got, which her personality, you know, deserved plenty of snark, but like it was just her body. People were just like ripping apart her looks online. Like she's so ugly. She's so fat. Why is she even there? She doesn't look like she belongs there. Like it was, yeah. So I can understand why as a, you know, anyone over a size zero would not even want to go on The Bachelor because you know, you're going to be subject to like vitriol. No, I, but not, no, not even subject to vitriol. You literally just wouldn't be let on. You just wouldn't be let on the show. Like we always joke yeah. about how, like, I'm like, oh, I'd go on The Bachelor, but I would have to start starving myself now for next year. Like, because that's literally like, they would not let me on the show. They just wouldn't, I just wouldn't. Yeah. Make it. I wouldn't even no, make I, I mean, the first like interview. I said, there's been two girls of, above a size four of 1000, like of 10, you know, 10, who knows 30 per season. And there's like times one or two seasons a year since the year 2000. So I'm not a, a mathematician, but that's <laughs> I'm not a, a mathematician. Lot, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a math expert, but that's a lot of women for 20 years. Yeah. yeah, no, I know. And, and like, exactly. And like the only, I don't know, like, it's like, whenever we're thinking about these types of things, I think about like, what is like one like what are some like positive examples and I always like I always come back to um like Savage Fenty shows mm-hmm. like have you watched those on oh, yeah like, yeah love they're, them they're incredible and I don't know what it is that like Rihanna does but it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like exploitative yeah it doesn't feel like, exactly it doesn't feel exploitative it doesn't feel performative it's just like no he- here's an incredible mind-blowing show for you yeah and, and like and we're selling lingerie and every person in this show is sexy and gorgeous and yes. deserves to be like seen and like like worshipped in the same way that we used to do to Victoria's Secret models. And it, yeah, and that <laughs> she's single-handedly like Rihanna's done so many incredible things in her career, but one of them was single-handedly like taking out the Victoria's Secret fashion show. Yes, kill them. Like <laughs> bury them. There had been like rumblings of it, but then it was just like, oh, I was it. Wait, did it? Was it canceled after Savage Fenty or before? I don't actually know. Okay, but right the around timeline. the same time, maybe yeah. it wasn't her that took them out. I don't know. Whatever. Oh, I think it was. It was. It was just that push, like, and how like American Eagle, like they were having inclusive models and selling underwear, and then Fenty was doing it, and like Victoria's Secret was like so resistant for way too long oh and the and the like the person running it had made like transphobic comments and like that was definitely part of like the nail in the coffin that was like yes they didn't they say like they said like oh we can't have a trans person because we're selling the fantasy and it was like what like what the fuck yeah it's like um 
excuse me old codger we didn't ask you what your <laughs> fantasies were like yeah like literally creepy old like guys like feeding off in the casting rooms like oh sorry did we ruin your fantasy of like <laughs> like yeah, your fantasy of exploiting anorexic 20 year olds like I don't care actually we we're we're the purchasers and we're asking you to give us the show we're asking for and you're like refusing you know yeah and I like my I, for some reason we had Victoria's Secret catalogs coming to my house I think like I think my cousin was like living there at some point like sent them over for some but there was like a period of time when I was in high school where like we would get Victoria's Secret catalogs and I would like it was like this thing where I was like okay this is what this is what women real women look like this is what I have to turn into if I don't like I'm disgusting and it was just like it it was so like it was like this is the standard this is the golden standard yeah it was so tacky also the funny thing is the style was so ugly like it was like neon feathers like trying yeah but very showgirls like and like male fantasy and very silly and like all that just but kind showgirls, of showgirls is kind of fun and campy you know but there's oh, nothing... I don't mean showgirls the movie I meant oh. like showgirls in a but show e- no but even real like, showgirls sequins. are kind of they're they're kind of camp it's kind of camp you know like it's fun and yeah. like I don't know but I just there's nothing fun or humorous or like whimsical about the Victoria's Secret fashion show it was just like here is like <laughs> here's some like male pop star or like whatever female pop star <laughs> here's a bunch of like strutting twigs. Yeah, and, and the girls have been coming out and saying like what they had to eat and how they had to exercise for it which I won't go into detail but it's really beyond what is natural for anyone <laughs> no and that's always the argument is like oh like mo- we know most people don't look like this but like some people do naturally look like this and then you have people coming up being like no, like I am really naturally thin and I was told to starve myself. You know, for weeks like, for the and Victoria, weeks. yeah, for the Victoria's Secret fashion show or like and work be- out all day. Yeah. Like, and have I- just like a sip of broth. It, that's why I ridiculous. Love that's why I love TikTok because it's like um because it, it does give a voice to like there's people that have come on being like, look at me, look at me now. I look I'm a very thin model and I and th- I was smaller at this and then that was when the Victoria's Secret people were like oh no sorry you're kicked off the show Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. like what the like yeah it it was it was tacky and gross and then it was already starting to be like kind of feel outdated and then Rihanna just like took the sledgehammer was like nope (laughs) and she had and like even just like she had I don't know every type of model like she she had like a model that was like nine months pregnant in her show and it didn't feel we it didn't feel like um look a bunch of like old people in a boardroom were like we need diversity it was just like no this is my model friend yeah <laughs> she's crowning and she's strutting <laughs> down the stage totally and like a variety of genders a variety of ages like yeah we do like to see that we do like to see ourselves and our friends and family reflected in campaigns and I don't get why there was such resistance to that. Like, it's like, no, no, people actually love torturing themselves. People actually love hurting their own feelings. Well, I think it's like, I think it's part of this whole, like, this doesn't sell, you know, where it's like the Mm -hmm. same mentality where it's like, oh, we can't have a movie about women because that doesn't sell. It's like, we can't have a, we can't have a movie that's not about like women not chasing a man, like, you know, and it's like, actually, you've never tried it. 
like actually yeah. Reese Witherspoon had to like start her own production company to like like this inc- this like very rich A-lister to literally just have stories about women like be shown in mainstream movies and like totally and it's just like yeah it's it's just the like this is the way we've always done it so this is the way we have to do it and so yeah and like yeah it's like oh but look this is like the number one selling like fashion show so we can't do anything different like this has made us millions and millions of dollars and it's like okay but like and then and then like but yeah like you have to you have to show it like with your money like you have to show mm-hmm. them that it that it's profitable but like in order for that like they people need a chance but then then you have people like Rihanna or like Reese Witherspoon for example who like were like no we're just gonna start our own things so you're not you're not letting you're not giving us the opportunity and so whatever we'll just mm-hmm. we'll show you that this makes billions of dollars yeah absolutely and that's why when we go to eat the billionaires I will protect Rihanna I will protect <laughs> her queen I shall yeah. not be consuming her I will consume the rest though <laughs> and I they'll know. be delicious looking at you yeah. Jeff Bezos <laughs> oh I don't think he'd be delicious at all I don't think he'd be delicious, but I would get a lot of satisfaction out of like mm-hmm. taking a bite. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, I think he'd probably taste a little like acrid or like bitter. Mm-hmm, I agree. Just tainted meat. <laughs> yeah, maybe I would just like, yeah, I would just, I would just like, I don't know. I would watch his beheading and cheer. <laughs> but that's um, it. <laughs> I yeah. wouldn't take it any further. I wouldn't go, I wouldn't do anything weird. <laughs> okay, good, good. Yeah, don't get weird. Um, I wrote down some fun facts about old plastic surgeries. Do you want to hear a couple? Of course. Okay. So Marilyn Monroe had a chin implant from like a bone graft from some kind of like animal bone (laughs) and she had a nose job and she also had her widow's peak hairline like removed and like lasered back or not laser. It's, it was electrolysis at the time, which I guess is really painful. I don't really know, but it sounds like in old Hollywood, they were obsessed with like pushing women's hairlines back. Like Rita Hayworth had the same thing. They took like an inch off her hairline. <laughs> so she would look. Way? Isn't it the other way now that they bring it down? I don't think they bring it down. I know Kim Kardashian had hers like lasered, like to look less Armenian. It's well, kind of the like. the baby hairs taken off. Yeah. And like she had a lot of baby hairs. I don't know if you like saw pics from her from like 2007. Yeah, but, that was like... when she looked her best, in my opinion. Yeah, I miss the old nose. I miss the old hairline. I don't think those were good moves, but um, yeah. And some actresses like, um, what's her name? Marlene Dietrich got their back molars removed to like create like that, like sunken in cheekbone effect, which reminds me that Chrissy Teigen just got her like inner buckle fat pads removed from inner her cheeks to like make her cheekbones more prominent. And she also paid like seven grand to get an eyebrow transplant, like literally like hair cut out from the back of her head and implanted one by one into her eyebrows. Wait, she had her hair taken from the back of her head and put in her eyebrows? Yeah, to like thicken her eyebrows. That's Well, seven grand to Chrissy Teigen is like, it's not, you know, <laughs> it's like a pack of gum to us, but. Sure. Yeah. I, you know, I know the cost isn't like too much for her to bear I'm just like question break the bank (laughs) no but I'm just questioning priorities like I can't help but like good god (laughs) couldn't help (laughs) but wonder (laughs) is this where we're going (laughs) no I know I know and also she is a little she doesn't have too much work coming in these days no but you know what 
what I will give her credit for is at least she's being honest because I hate it when celebrities like angrily deny that they've had plastic surgery and sometimes it's ridiculous like Sam, what are you talking about? JLo uses olive oil and nothing more. <laughs> and I don't know what why you would question that. And Bella Hadid has a fear of needles. So like she <laughs> couldn't have got anything. <laughs> no, so does Khloe Kardashian. Doesn't Khloe Kardashian say the same thing? I don't know, but like No, I think no, no. I think she has. I'm I might be conf- I'm almost sure because they've adamantly denied it. The only thing they've ever admitted to is. Botox and Kylie's lips of the whole yeah. family like they've but, never oh my god I know it's for some reason like celebrities have decided that any kind of injectable is not getting work done like it doesn't count okay yeah. whereas <laughs> it can change your whole face and it does and now but like I thought okay I don't know why I don't know why I had the expectation that at the Kardashian reunion with Andy Cohen that like we would get some truth like I don't know why I thought I, I don't know I don't know why I thought that I just was thinking, okay, Andy's going to like make them fess up. And like, he was like, all right, plastic surgery rumors. They're like, we, we wake up at 7am. We wake up at 6am every day and we work so hard. Like we're like tomboys. I'm literally, (laughs) I'm literally the biggest tomboy. (laughs) I'm scared of needles. It's like, stop. Like why? Like you better stop. what does Bianca Del Rio say? Don't don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> I like know. That. Andy asked them, like, do you think you've helped create an unrealistic beauty standard? And Kim was mad. She was like, absolutely not, Andy. We work out. We it's work like- our asses off. We literally work so hard. And you see it on Snapchat. So... <laughs> She's like, she missed the point completely. It's like, first of all, working out seven hours a day with personal trainer is unrealistic working no yeah working out with the top no no no, working out okay first of all working out in your home gym with a trainer the top trainer that comes to your house and meets you there at seven with your green smoothie and your matcha already whisked like (laughs) yeah and it's like kim obviously knows how much or she has an idea how much she spends on maintaining her own beauty on laser fraxel laser facials and body sculpting and all she knows how much so when she's is like absolutely not andy like that is so disingenuous and just harmful you will like erica jane it's like erica jane of like um, beverly hills housewives is like she's a terrible person but one thing that i will say is like she's honest and she's like it costs 40 40 a month to be me like it's yeah expen- like it's expensive to be me and that's what it takes to literally like look like this and it's like I mean I think that was partly like a status symbol that she was showing off but like yeah she but yeah Kit for Kim I mean I think I've seen actors who've had to like buff up for like Marvel movies and stuff be like honest and be like yeah I have an eight pack because that was literally my only job for eight months was to like work out to look like this and I don't look like no one looks like this and that's you know that's what you get when you have the best resources and you have a you get given like a pre-packaged like meal three meals a day for like a year we'd all look different and but yeah for them to to literally yeah say how could like how could you even if you had never had plastic surgery like to say like oh it's because we work hard that's like that's basically the equivalent of saying like if you're not rich it's because you're not like working hard enough yeah and I think that is like where the world's headed to that like 
you're not ugly you're just poor like rich people will all be like cyborgs and there's gonna be like a huge chasm between the rich and the poor like physically I feel but also I I don't know I don't know if it's gonna get so much more extreme because it's like I I feel like I mean I am a bit of a TikTok like evangelist but I do feel like that is the backlash to like the Instagram face and the the perfection of it is like that people come on literally with like wet hair and like their zit cream and like whatever and they just like say some weird thing and it's like that that doesn't fly on Instagram but like on TikTok that's like celebrated and that will that could get you like millions of followers yeah I mean what I hope happens is that the regular people of the world rise up and don't allow this craziness to continue of like the wealth gap and everything that's another conversation but like I I sure hope that regardless of what everything comes back to eating the rich every single conversation (laughs) yes but like regardless of what they do I hope that we can be okay as the working class like take care of each other I hope we can get through this body image problem yes but like I don't know but yeah I still like in all this conversation like I just want to stay away from like having anyone feel shame like to or to think that we're like putting shame upon people who who do any of these like any of these procedures it's like no I do not blame I I like I said I would definitely get work done if I could afford it and I understand completely why you want to do it for your own self-esteem and it does get you things in the world so yeah I completely completely get it and not okay not just like the crazy standard but how many products they've sold that specifically have to do with like to be thin like us or to have hips like us here is the product you buy like here's the diarrhea tea here's the waist trainer here's the shapewear yeah that's their whole empire and that's the lie and that's why what they're doing is wrong yeah not there's anything wrong with makeup but like literally no, no. everything but they they're sell lying has, every, yeah everything they sell has to do with looking like like looking like looking like that like even in the age of instagram face like they were talking about the article they were talking about like a professional like makeup artist who was like oh all of a sudden every time i go to put lipstick on it goes on completely smooth lips don't have wrinkles anymore like it's actually much easier to put makeup on to these like faces that are halfway to what you're trying to achieve through makeup Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so like they're selling us body makeup then they're (laughs) they're selling us body makeup and face makeup and then they're also pretending like kim is giving pete davidson hickeys which that's a different story (laughs) that just like (laughs) that pissed me off specifically because she sells like thick full coverage like body makeup as part of her like kkw yeah i didn't know about her body makeup is is that because she has psoriasis? Uh, I mean, she she claims. I she had a. I don't know if she still makes it, but I remember like seeing because obviously because I keep up. She's like for years, like I've used body makeup, and now I'm finally selling it. And it was just like thick, thick. Like she, I remember she used it on MJ as like part of her like demo, and she was just like covering her like wrinkles, and she just looked like she was like putting it on her arm, like not mj yeah no like she was like look at this wrinkly old hag like now she has no more varicose veins like <laughs> and people were like okay but what isn't it gonna get everywhere and she's like well you like you go out and you like walk your red carpet and you do your photo shoot and you like come home <laughs> i don't know there is some, like, it's like i don't understand how like in her white house there's not just like streaks of beige like they probably have like maids running around with like magic erasers like 
everywhere. Yeah. Well, it, that's what we saw in that fight, fist fight between Courtney and Kim, that huge orange streak on the wall that Chloe had to wipe. <laughs> the orange beige streak and Chloe just nervously <laughs> cleaning it. That was my favorite part of that fight. Oh, that was iconic. Instantly iconic. That was, um, that was macabre, like body humor. <laughs> Absolute. That was body horror. Body horror <laughs> slash like three musketeers, like modern, like, <laughs> like oh. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, the three stooges. Yeah. Why that I was, gotta... that was pure comedy. <laughs> um, but I do feel like we need to like send some empathy their way because like I also understand how our culture made them the way they are. Like incredibly insecure and just obsessed with every little flaw and desperate to not be bullied anymore about their looks and like yeah no like it's like Kylie has made us we have made Kylie like she had people like literally had that had shirts that said like I'm a Kendall not a Kylie Mm -hmm. and like so yeah I do feel sympathy and like Chloe too like she's not even funny anymore no she didn't want to be like the fat not cute funny one anymore so she's like I won't be any of that not genetically part of the family right she was like othered totally she was othered in every way yeah and and now it's just what was that it was like a photo came out that MJ took (laughs) they like killed MJ oh yeah they like my god MJ is literally like has been sent away to an like an island (laughs) but but she took a photo that like looked just fine like nothing wrong with it her body looked so tight and in shape and it was just like you could see kind of like liposuction ripples in a few places and some yeah, scars maybe that was what pissed her off yeah and know, like I think she had no makeup and that I think that her face was not what she wanted to present and then a bit of the body too but like I thought she looked drop dead gorgeous in that picture genuinely no and you know it was like the novelty because we haven't seen her without makeup and like every photo now her like she face tunes her nose right off like it doesn't it's just she face tunes her eyes to such a freaky like they always look like they're like glowing and on two different planes I don't know but she she turns her face into something crazy in the comments of one of my videos was like um they made a comment about how like she is like Malika's like her best friend but that was like literally like the photo she brought into her plastic surgeon to be be like just make me look exactly like Malika and I was like that's true like in all the talk of like cultural appropriation it's like that is that is yeah she does look more like Malika than ever now Mm -hmm. like she's just she just keeps blasting her nose like more and more off her face and so Mm -hmm. like she's used to every photo looking like that and to her that's like okay this is acceptable thing to put out to the world and then yeah I think she has one of the most severe cases of like body dysmorphia like I know I I shouldn't diagnose people but like but the photoshop tells the story I don't think that's I yeah I mean I don't I think that's pretty clear it's not like Mm -hmm. you know and 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 also like speaking of you know feeling bad for like having sympathy it's like their mom like ranks Mm -hmm. them openly and like approves of them when they look a certain way and like she's face tuning all her photos and face tuning Gordon Ramsay's face (laughs) they're in photos together like she she's heavy-handed with the face tune absolutely and Chloe said like she was nine years old when she first heard her mom say Chloe needs a nose job like that is so traumatizing she said that (laughs) yeah oh my god 
And then job. for a long time, she was like, but I won't get one because like, I am me and I, I don't want to be like bullied or shamed into changing who I am. And then finally at like age, you know, 38, she got one. So like, I feel like she's what? been just worn down. Yeah. Well, she, yeah, she's been worn down and like, I don't know, like when that photo that MJ took came out, it was like she filmed herself in a dark room from far away with a screen over the filter, like a filter over the camera being like, no, look guys, this is what my body really looks like um, in a bathing suit, like holding her like stomach. And it was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. You looked very thin in the other photo. It wasn't that, it was just more that you didn't have makeup and face tune. And then, and then wrote that essay on, on Instagram. Like, did you see that when she, it was like mm-hmm. a four panel, like full essay about like, guys, like, you're all criticizing me for like taking that photo off and like her team had been sending like cease and desist letters to like fan accounts being like take this down and then it was like you guys don't understand like this is I've been held to impossible body standards and I've been called ugly and I I felt bad and I was also like well but your family has create like profited and pioneered a lot of those current like modern standards so it's like you know, I always go back yeah. and forth by being like, well, yeah, guess what? It's hard to be us in the world and we don't have a team of experts like shaping us, but we also don't have millions of people calling us like tr- ugly trolls every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're like victims of their own like hand at the end of the day too. Yeah. There's no way, like, there's no way to like sleep at night peacefully without like some Xanax. Okay, just briefly going back to like the whole surgery and like drug thing. Some of them have to be like allegedly, you know, hooked on pills, like from these, all these surgeries. Well, they talk about pills pretty openly, like on reality TV. Like they're always like, like, babe, do you have an extra Xanax? Like, does anyone have like an Ambien? Yeah. Oh yeah, they, they talk about Xanax all the time. Still, like, I think I don't think anymore. I think maybe the one they were well, it's been it's been a while since I've tuned in, but I I guarantee every single one of them has a Xanax prescription, probably Adderall too, and yeah, probably Ambien too. And like, who knows? It, it who people try to keep their you know opiate addiction secret, so I wouldn't know about that. But Xanax is like a big joke that everyone's on it in Hollywood, well, and I'm like, damn. <laughs> yeah where's my hookup just kidding um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding we live in Canada so they don't they don't hand it out like candy no but no. like also I mean no it's like it's it's life altering but like also it's like there's like the stigma of drug addiction in our society that like it still paints out addicts to be like strung out and like looking whatever but it's like actually the functional functional addicts are amongst us and so oh, yeah that shouldn't be stigmatized but I'm just saying like there has there ha- they have to be like if you're getting however many x amount of surgeries every year of your life for the last like five ten years and everyone around you and your family's doing it too and you're probably all handing this stuff around like you have to get someone has to get be hooked on this stuff i mean i think celebrities definitely that is a thing that is associated with them like it's not an easy life to live <laughs> and and like the way they talk like it's gotten so like just like so like monotone and like you know it's gotten yeah. so like muted and like I'm like they have to be zanned out <laughs> yeah I agree <laughs> but they look beautiful <laughs> no, you look, hey Lear's looking at you kid <laughs> you're looking great <laughs> yeah we're all beautiful no, no, we're all here to that. support other women 
Yes, we support other women. I would I would probably kill someone to look like a Kardashian. Someone really? I don't like. Like the body, probably including that body. Like wait, which 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 version? Like <laughs> I I would I would take any of them. Okay, I don't well, I don't like the overdone face, but like I would take any of the three, Kendall, Kim, or Courtney. They're gorgeous. Really? Yeah. No, uh, I know yeah. you love to be you you have such an unshakable self-esteem and I, I love that about you and I need to know your secrets like but you know what's how funny, has actually? the industrial complex not crushed you um mentally I'm unwell but physically I'm fine like I don't know I, I feel like I'm a recovering like pick me girl like I feel like I leaned too far <laughs> into it and I was like I'm actually great I love my body so much like and it's like okay like I do actually feel that way but it's like okay calm down like I'm telling that to myself now it's like why do you why do you feel the need to like make that a thing it's not like it doesn't need to be this like part of my personality I think I just see so much of that in the world and so much pressure to like hate your body as a woman or like as a you know anyone a woman man like non-binary whatever um and I don't have that issue but it's like I am (laughs) full of like mental illness but I'm like yeah my body looks great no matter what (laughs) yeah yes you can be confident and mentally ill like let them know (laughs) let them know because there's been this whole thing about body neutrality like that's the new like Mm -hmm. movement is body for body neutrality and I and 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 I'd seen it and I'd been like okay but like shouldn't we be celebrating ourselves and then it was like one Instagram post where it was like um we don't say like I love my eyesight or like I love my brain or I love my like hearing ability like we don't say any of that and we're not like shouting that from the rooftops but then again, no one's telling us to hate those things, but it's like, why do we need to be like, you have to love, love your body so much. And it's like, like, do you, do you need to love it? Or can you just be like neutral? Is that even possible? Like, can we as a society just agree to stop obsessing so much about each other's bodies? Like that would be ultimately a very chill outcome. (laughs) Yeah. Because like, yeah, because that's like going way back to when we were talking about like weight loss, it's like, it is very, even with all these like movements, it is very acceptable to be like, when someone's lost weight to be like, oh my God, you look great. And like, Mm -hmm. we don't need to, like, we don't, you never know what someone's going through. Like Mm -hmm. they could be chronic going through like a chronic illness or like. Yeah. I I totally agree about everything we're saying, but at the same time, (laughs) I agree with ourselves. I agree with ourselves. (laughs) I agree with Surprise, surprise. (laughs) But I'm also like internally so like obsessed with just like feminine artifice and like gorgeous glamorous women and like I love all of it too like makeup and hair and having us like you know feeling great about your body and your outfit and everything and like I'm just so drawn to that naturally that I'm like I'm always gonna be like a piece of shit (laughs) like there's just no like hope for me (laughs) to be neutral being drawn like being drawn to glamour and hating yourself are not like it, they don't have to be related yes. to each other. This isn't yes. like your therapy session right now, but like, you know what I mean? They're, they don't, it's not like, because I like this, then I think this. Totally, totally. But I just think about like becoming like a granola girl, you know, who's just like happy with like not dyeing my hair anymore, throwing out my makeup. Like, I just, I know that ain't going to be me. So. Well, I'm, ter- I'm trying to turn into that. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to turn into a superficial person because I didn't like, I like radically didn't care. <laughs> 
about yes. my appearance. In it a was that- radical. <laughs> in a way that I've been read to filth by many people about my appearance <laughs> and the way I dressed in public. <laughs> Just wet hair and my <laughs> ripped legs. Those, those um, men's uh, long johnny crotch that were just hanging off your body that you would wear with a crop top out to a restaurant. Or like, a cafe. Just it's a cafe. But, but also to work sometimes. Oh my God. No, but just working with kids. But like still, it was too, it was a little too much. Like, it was like jaw-dropping. It was jaw-dropping. <laughs> sure, yeah, to me, I know. I was just like, this is comfy to me. They're really soft. Um, I like textures. But yeah, no, it was a lot. It was a lot. I remember it was like you pointed out that like my only pair of shoes for many years were like just Blundstones. And I was like, why would you need other yeah, shoes? Like that was your clubbing shoe. <laughs> that was my clubbing. It was my clubbing, my hiking, my work <laughs> shoes. They're versatile. If oh, anything. We love Blundstones we in love this house. Blunt. <laughs> we love those lining. Yeah. <laughs> or the, the classic um, white nature girl shoe. Um, but yeah. But yeah, so everyone in the pandemic was like, suddenly I stopped wearing makeup and like suddenly I stopped caring or like it was like a big thing that that was happening to a lot of people. And I went the total other way where I was like, I have no stimulation. I have no contact with the outside world. All I have to think about is myself. And I want to just like, I want to zhuzh. Like I want, suddenly I want to like get out of the shower and I have time to put like 20 things in my hair and like experiment. Like I want to, I have my skincare routine now and and then the skincare routine makes me want to like take it further and wear makeup and you're having know. your your queer eye moment <laughs> it is a queer eye moment yeah i'm trying i'm mm-hmm. tr- i'm doing my <laughs> i'm doing my best i'm going to glow up 2022 is going to be my year just <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>, emily what <laughs> watch out world <laughs> and i am i'm trying i'm always trying to glow up i think my plan is to tell the internet that I'm trying to glow up. Like, okay, guys, please, you're my like accountability buddies, like rope everyone into it and just be like, I'm trying to glow up. Um, if you don't see me trying to work on my makeup skills, like hold me accountable um, and yell at me as you love to do. <laughs> <laughs> and then I will have to. Nice. Yeah. Just, I'm just going to like harness the like harassment that like is good, like motivating me. Yeah, I think this is a very healthy conclusion to our episode is like pro shaming like, yourself. It's time, in a look, it's time to it's time to shape up. I'm gonna take a real like Jillian Michaels attitude towards <laughs> That's not the conclusion of this. Jillian Michaels <laughs> is literally like I think I think she was like irrelevant for a while, and then she tried to come back and everyone was like, wait, you're not canceled yet? Like <laughs> Wait, did we forget to cancel you? Get the fuck out yeah, of here. Your eating disorder, like, boot camp. Like, she's like, no, it's great. And I was like, wait, no, it's not. Like, no, it's not okay. <laughs> this is not the biggest loop. That was like a thing. That was acceptable. Oh my God. Very recently. Until oh very- my is God. Is it still on? It's- wait, is it still no, on? No, I-, I don't know. God. I was just thinking, I was just remembering Extreme Makeover and the Swan, which was like, very formative for me. Um, that I think did more damage to you than maybe anything <laughs> since like it like, laid the oh my god me and my friend Greg <laughs> used to watch that show and we were watching and this guy's wife guy's wife came out like whatever after her makeover and he was like 
baby, I sent away a five and got back a 10. <laughs> we were just like, wait, oh my God. But you remember the episodes where like the kids would be crying because they didn't recognize their mom? Yes. <laughs> and, and she was like, mommy feels better about herself now, kids. And they were like, who are They're you? Like, don't hug me too tight. My back hurts still like I from the surgery. Yeah, like, oh, I'm going to have like lifelong complications for ha- from having 30 surgeries in three days. I'm having like five ribs removed and like my oh whole my. like bones taken out to like <laughs> put in my arms or whatever. <laughs> no. Okay. That was early 2000s when like it was the wild west of reality TV but then the biggest loser was like not that long ago I feel or maybe still on or maybe yeah it was on for like 15 years and might still be on and it was just like Lou it was just like the only thing that matters is literally the number on the big scale and you have yeah. to lose it in like 10 days yeah and we're gonna abuse you the entire time <laughs> and Jillian Michaels is gonna scream at you <laughs> and then like comfort <laughs> you while you like air out your childhood trauma yeah great great show no I've never watched it but like well that's on that note love yourself vibe. you can love others before you love yourself yeah and just like vibe that's what our goal should be in conclusion we've always solved, we've solved body issues just vibe we're real life superheroes on that note Shall we say goodbye? Goodbye. Bye guys. guys. That was today's episode. Last thing for today. So just just a little quick rundown um, before we go. So my PR team currently consists of me and my aunt Alona talking about this podcast on her Facebook. Um, You know, shout out Auntie Loni. I love you. You're doing an amazing job. Um, But if you guys want to like join her, you know, help me out, get the word out there. That'd be fantastic. You can do that by sharing the podcast, subscribing, leaving a review. It it helps me secure the bag in the end. I mean, I'm not currently in possession of the bag. Uh, Getting it is step one. And then I will after that secure it. So you can just, you know, kind of help me with that whole process. So you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at it's become a whole thing. You can follow Sam at Sammy whole thing. We'll see you on Wednesday for the bonus episode. All right. Welcome, welcome, Sam Wolf.